This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. In this episode, we're going to focus on two crucial elements of communication, and they are clarity and conciseness. Join us as we delve into the power of clear and concise communication to convey your message with precision and impact. So I guess, you know, the first thing up would be to discuss the importance of clarity. Why is it important to have clarity in your communication? Well, clarity in communication is vital to ensure that the message is easily understood by your audience. I'm sure uh, all of you guys listening have had some time in your past, in, in, you know, perhaps it was a work uh, function where because the boss or whoever you're talking with wasn't very clear on what you were supposed to do, that led to some misunderstandings or some misinterpretations. I know, I, I don't know that we've talked about this on the podcast, uh, but something I practice myself, I, I coined this term, it's not a real term, is genie speak. And I, I guess I got this, I, I, I got this, not I guess I did, I got this from Aladdin, where always, you know, when you're speaking to a genie, you have to be very clear and concise and specific with your words. Otherwise, the genie will misinterpret, perhaps on purpose, uh, your intended outcome for what you want. So it's very important to be clear and concise and specific with your words. And I know there has been a time or two at work where we have encountered people that are not very specific with their words, and it leads to some interesting side effects. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, it's easy to, sometimes it's easier to gather what is trying, what is, what is someone's trying to say to you than other times. So, you know, sometimes in those situations we, so they weren't exactly clear or concise with what they said, but we kind of knew what they were trying to say or gathered it. Or sometimes they're not clear and concise and it goes the other way where we have absolutely no idea what they're trying to say. And even as we're talking about this now, you're talking about you know, sometimes maybe a boss or someone had said something to you. And I think on top of that, there's also times when you realize the message is unclear and times when you don't quite realize it's unclear. And so what I mean by that is sometimes they say something and you're like, you know, I don't quite understand what you were trying to say. And this isn't just the boss and this, this is just scenario we're talking about as the boss. But other times you did exactly what you thought you heard, but it wasn't exactly what they wanted. So it kind of goes both ways, you know, when you are giving information and receiving information, the the conciseness and the clarity is, is very important, you know, and, and I'm glad you brought up Genie Speak now. I was going to say something about it later, but you're way ahead of me. And uh, sometimes we have a little fun with that too. So, you know, someone says something unclear or not quite exactly what they wanted, we'll do what they said. And they'll be like, oh, no, that's not what I said. And it's like, no, I did exactly what you said. And, you know, it wasn't quite what they were asking for because we did exactly what they said. You know, sometimes it's a little fun in our in that setting at work when we're, you know, be able to joke around a little bit. But more often than not, you know, I think being clear and concise is important in your communication. So maybe it's just us having a little bit of fun. But, uh, you know, it's not always a bad thing. But it needs to be a skill that you can work on and develop because it's very important in most situations. Right. So I guess, you know, the next step would be to perhaps discuss some tips for achieving clarity in communication. So, you know, 
Clear communication involves using simple language. Avoid complex jargon. Stay on point to whatever it is that you're talking about. Try to structure your message effectively and eliminate ambi- ambigu- am- say that word, please. ambiguity. Yes, please. Thank you. Um, break down complex ideas into, straight, into a, a straightforward manner and try to captivate your audience and engage your listeners. Now, this we're talking about specifically at work. This could be whether you're talking with your spouse. It doesn't matter. As you are talking with somebody, as clear as you can be. And, you know, if you're on the receiving end and you think that perhaps what they said wasn't necessarily clear enough, ask for them to clarify. And perhaps you say something like, I heard you say this, or is this what you, you know, you just clarify, is this what you wanted me to do? No, that's not at all. Well, okay, that's that's how I understood it. Can we try this again? Um, I, I know I do this all the time just to seek clarification on what it is I'm supposed to do because I am the type of person that will do what you ask me to do even though it doesn't necessarily seem like the right thing to do. I can think of a time uh, before I was supposed to hang a picture on, on, on a wall I was in the bathroom and my instructions were hang it, you know, the, the way it was worded was hang it in the center in front of the, the toilet. So I did. I, I lined it up exactly down the center of the toilet. And the toilet is close to the wall and so it's oddly off to the wall. And then my, my boss asked, how come, why did you do that? Why you said to hang it in front of the toilet? Well, what he actually meant to say was hang it in the middle of that wall on the toilet, you know, across from where the toilet's at. Oh, okay. Well, I I did specifically what you said. You said hang it center in front of the toilet. Oh, okay, great. I did that. But he meant center of that wall on the other side of the toilet. So to seek clarification on that or, or in those instances is very helpful. Now, if you're the one that's delivering the the task or the message, of course, try to eliminate those question marks for the people you're talking with. Try to be as clear as you possibly can. We talk, uh, you know, I, I don't know where the, the phrase comes from, but you try to deliver your point so the lowest common denominator, the lowest person on the team can understand what it is that you're saying. And of course, if they can understand it, then everybody else should be able to understand the point that you're trying to make as well. I like that we talked about the use of jargon as well, because sometimes I'm sure we've all come across something in a book or a, a article or a video, even when someone's saying a word and you're like, what the heck is that? What is that? What does that mean? And it's not explained to you. It's not, expl- you know, it's not, no one gives you a good explanation for what that is. You have to go and find out what that is. And so that message is not clear enough to all audiences. Like you said, if you can put it in a way that the lowest person who has no idea about the whole world of the thing you're talking about, if they can understand it, then everyone's going to understand it. And, you know, there are certain things that just have names that you need to learn and, and work on. But if you can put it in a simpler term, then do that. And you're going to be able to communicate to more people and, and not just people who know what you're talking about, people who don't know what you're talking about, people who have trouble understanding. And if everyone can, like you said, the lowest common denominator, if they can understand it, chances are everyone else can too. And so I think often we try to use jargon to make ourselves look better because you're like, oh, I know about this thing because I know these fancy words or I know what this thing is because I'm super smart. And, you know, we all brought guilty of it, trying to make ourselves look good. Um, 
if you can avoid that as well, put your ego to the side and try to just be simple and communicate better. I think that's a different kind of approach to that. And, you know, it does depend, like I said, on the situation and the thing, because some things just have specific names that you know or you don't know. And it just it's just part of it, you know? Yeah, I think the key to that is know your audience. And if the audience understands the ins and outs of whatever complex things that you're trying to convey to them, then by all means, use those words. But if they don't know what you're trying to talk about or explain to them or whatever it is, then you need to kind of step them along the way so that they can understand. And in those instances, by using the $2 words and sounding fancy, nobody's going to know what you mean. Whereas if you're talking with people who know the ins and outs of whatever it is that you're trying to talk, then by all means, use those things because then it makes sense in those situations. But I think the key to that is to know your audience and, and when you when it is appropriate to use jargon and when not. And maybe default to not use jargon just to be clear all the way across the board. You know, I think the flip side to this is being concise. And I would, I sometimes struggle with conciseness because I try to perhaps over clarify the situations or the the tasks that I'm trying to convey to people. And in doing so, I perhaps am not always as concise as I can or, or should be. So trying to talk about conciseness. Conciseness, of course, is the art of expressing your message succinctly without sacrificing its point or its impact. Some of the importance, of course, will be brevity. You know, you can say the same thing with less words than that gives if you're giving your subordinate a task. You say, hey, do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Great. Then they can do go do that. But if you have to explain it for half an hour, then they only have, you know, half an hour less time than they should have had or could have had to do that thing. So, of course, with that conciseness, that that can enhance your communication because you can get your point across to whoever it is you're trying to make your point to in less words. And if you can be, if you can, you know, couple those things together, if you can be clear and concise, man, that would be, that's extraordinary. I remember when I was in high school, I was in this class, it was like a kind of like a worldview class, just looking at different ways that different cultures and worldviews saw the world itself. And, you know, most of this class was a discussion-based class and we wrote essays on topics and applied different worldviews to topics and showed our knowledge, you know. And so, you know, all of us are writing these like three, six-page papers trying to discuss, you know, discuss the thing or whatever. And one of my friends rolls up, he's got like three paragraphs or something, turns it in. And a week or two later, we get our grades back. We got like a 80 or something, you know, four-page paper, 80%. His one-page, three-paragraph paper got 100%. And we're all like, how did you do this? What did you do? And we asked the, the teacher, and he said, he told, he said everything he needed to say in, in less words. You know, he got right to the point. There wasn't all the fluff or the extra details and didn't need the things that were unnecessary and just got to the point. I think about that a lot because I think it's easy to and I do this all the time, but to ramble on, just vomit a bunch of words out when really you could say it in less words, as long as you are concise and clear. And this goes back to your example with the, the picture in the bathroom. Maybe it was a short explanation, but it wasn't concise, or maybe it was concise. It was short, 
but it wasn't clear enough as to what you're supposed to do. And so that's why these things go hand in hand is because being concise is a lot easier when you're clear with your communication. Um, and it's, it's kind of important. It, it it's shows or you have to know what you're trying to say and what the point you're trying to get across in order to be concise. Otherwise, you're just going to walk in circles or talk in circles until you can finally convey that. And so it's kind of a, a, a show of how much you actually know about, number one, communicating, but number two, what it is you're actually talking about and able to be concise with that. So again, I just kind of think about that story a lot and use that as a as kind of example of, of choosing my words better so that I don't have to use so many of them because it can be a waste of time, like you said in that work example, or it could just be a bore, or sometimes you just don't feel like talking and rather than being frustrated and no one's understanding you, just get better at communicating so that doesn't happen. You know, and that brings up an interesting point is if you are trying to communicate your point and you're not being very clear, or concise in your speak, I can imagine the frustrations that would happen, not just on me trying to deliver my point, but as anybody who's trying to listen to that point as well would be confused, not knowing necessarily what's going on. So, you know, being clear and concise in your communication is, is key. And, you know, trying to craft concise messages requires thoughtful editing and organization. And you have to try to trim the fat. No, this isn't needed. This isn't really relevant. You know, trim that down to where you have or where you're left with just the important information. You know, maybe you use bullet points as you're presenting something and you try to avoid redundancy. Deliver your main points up front. Start with those. That way everybody knows, okay, these are the, you know, perhaps the intent for whatever it is the rest of the communication, the rest of your your speech or your meeting is going to be about. Give the key points up front. Uh, 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 sorry, give your key points up front. Learn how to deliver your message efficiently and effectively. You know, somebody talk about in our job, um, you know, we, we, we talk about when we approach a situation, we, or, or, you know, whatever it is that we're doing, when we're talking to someone else, there's a method of doing it where we tell them what we're going to do we do it and then we talk about what we just did and so that's kind of what I was thinking about when you're saying that up front we're saying all right this is what we're doing then we do it and then we would go back and review it to make sure we're all on the same page where you talked about earlier asking for clarification making sure you're all understanding what's going on and so you know when you're mentioning this say your main point up front be concise with it avoid redundancy and and you know if you need to kind of trim the fat and, and work on making sure it's it's more streamlined. And maybe that seems redundant to say what you're going to do, do it, and then review what you did. But I think that's a great way to do it because they know what they're in for. They get the thing done, and then you have a chance to kind of debrief or go over it again too. So it's very specific in, in the way that we use it. But I think it can be applied to other things as well. You know, I think the key part of that is the the retouch on that information to help to clarify or to ease over any perhaps miscommunication that may have happened in that in that talk. So you you tell them, you know, this is the thing we're going to do. Then you do the thing, and then you say, okay, this is what we did. We use that specifically as you're teaching and learning, but it absolutely you can use that for doing a task or if you're on the job training for whatever it is. I think that that is a is definitely a useful tool. Yeah. Yeah, and another part of that too is, uh, it's a bad example I'm giving you right now, but know what you're going to say before you say it. So we 
mentioned being concise, it requires thoughtfulness and organization rather than just starting a sentence and hoping you find it along the way. Know what your point is. Know what you're going to talk about. Know how to concisely, efficiently, effectively get to that point. That way your communication doesn't seem so jumbled and unclear, but you can be able to get to it faster. And some conversations aren't like that when you're sitting down with a friend or you're just chatting, um, maybe more so in a, a business or a meeting or a, a, a you know a conversation that's a lot more uh, structured. Would that be more um, important? But I think in most times it, it's always useful to know what you're going to say before you say it and don't let yourself get lost in the sentence that you were working on. Well, and the interesting part about that is if you are not clear on what you're going to say before you start talking, that's where the ums and the ahs and the you knows and those type of filler words come in because you say those filler words while you're thinking. The other way around that is to just pause. Let silence happen while your brain figures out the words you're going to say. Then say those things. That, I mean, not that it's as easy as that, just don't say um and ah, or you know, or whatever those things are. Firstly, you have to understand perhaps what your filler words are, I think would be step number one. Step number two is, now that you've identified your filler words, key in when you are saying those words. Then the next step would be, don't say those words. Let silence happen. Then move on to the next thing. Again, much, much easier said than done. But as you're trying to clarify your communication, if you can leave those filler words out and only say the words that are important or relevant to whatever it is that you're talking about, that will be very helpful. And that can be a tactic too when you are talking. Instead of stuttering, saying, you know, um, all those things, saying something, giving a little pause, and then delivering something else, it's give you, it gives you time to think about what you're going to say and, and recollect your thoughts. But also then if someone's listening to you, they're waiting to hear what you're going to say next. And it, it kind of draws their attention back in if they happen to be losing focus or if they're not paying attention or if they are paying attention again it draws them in closer because they're waiting to hear what that next word can be and it can be a useful tool as you're communicating helping to you to drive your your point home now in the business world and we talked a little bit about the business world already anyways but in the professional world or business world clear and concise communication is essential for productivity and success these skills can lead to improved teamwork better decision-making, stronger leadership. You know, just imagine if everyone on your team understood precisely what they needed to do and how they were supposed to do it. That would be amazing if everybody that you talked to knew exactly what you wanted them to do. Now, of course, as you do that, think about how that would boost your career. Not only would your team be working better because they would know what you're talking about and understand all the things that they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to do it. But you would also be able to talk to your bosses, the higher ups in a clear and concise manner. They would be clear and understanding and whatever it is that you're doing for them or with them or they're having you do or however the situation works. If you can use this clear and concise tools that we're giving you, that will 
hugely elevate your career. Hopefully, you know, maybe get you, uh, you know, a bump in position, but at the very least, it would get your team, the people you work with, the people you communicate with, all to be on the same page. There's no miscommunications because you are clear and concise with your instructions or with your communication with your team. That's a powerful tool when you're communicating, not only in your personal life, but we're talking about business right now. And like you said, it will be that thing that sets you apart from other people. If you have that ability to communicate better and you're able to get people to understand what you're trying to say quickly, concisely, and without misunderstanding what you're saying, people are going to want you to be leading groups and leading others because you're able to get what you want done through other people because you communicated clearly enough to them and not even just people underneath you, like you said, also to your boss. If there's an issue that you need to resolve or something you think could be done better, if you can concisely address the problem and and then present solutions without seeming like you don't know what's going on because you're talking clearly and concisely, it's going to make you a good worker and someone that your boss can respect more as well. And not that it's all about trying to do better and moving up, but I think it's important to be able to have that skill and will set you apart from other people as well. So, you know, specifically in that big, in that business world, it's a powerful thing for you as an individual to harness that power and to kind of set you apart from other people. And I think that, you know, of course, not that the other ideas or, or topics that we have discussed on the art of effective communication are any more or less important. But I think these clear and conciseness are are definitely key elements. And if they are disregarded or not known about or not practiced, then that can really change what you're doing. You know, if you can be clear and concise, your you would be able to express your ideas with precision and brevity. You can captivate your audience and make a lasting impact. Or you can get your team to be all on the same page doing what they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to be, because you are clear with your delivery of their tasks or their or your message or your meeting, whatever it is. All of your communication, if you can be clear and concise with those, I think, you know, actually I'm gonna say it out of out of the ones, especially that we've done so far, I think clear clarity and conciseness are my top two on the art of effective communication. Yeah, and you know, like we are saying, sometimes if you find yourself frustrated that everyone around you doesn't seem to understand what you're saying, doesn't seem to grasp your concepts, doesn't seem to be able to communicate with you well, turn the mirror back on yourself. Maybe they're not the ones that are poor communicators. Maybe you are, are playing a part of that and you are, are feeding that kind of uh, confusion. And so rather than blaming everyone else and being frustrated about it, do something about it. Become a better communicator. Work on being more clear, work on being more concise, and then you are in charge of those interactions. And I think that you would notice a huge difference if you're able to consciously develop that skill and use it to your advantage. So as we end this discussion on clarity and conciseness, again, all of these are bigger parts of the puzzle of being a effective communicator. Being clear, being clear and concise using your body language, the things we've talked about previously, all play a bigger role into being an effective communicator. And 
I think if there was a superpower to have, I think being able to clearly communicate with anybody across the level, clearly get your point across in perhaps a concise manner, that will be the superpower to have. And it is a superpower that we all can possess. Now, that being said, next week we're going to do something a little bit different. We have a uh, special episode that we're going to have, and I'll, well, I'll save, I'll save some of the fun details for next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Prestigious Initiative. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the Prestigious Initiative on your favorite podcast platform. Stay connected on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Although, is it called Twitter anymore? Is it X? I think it's still called Twitter. Still called Twitter. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure right now. Well, you know the platform we're talking about, the one owned by Elon Musk, that we can say that for sure. Um, we're on there as well. And you follow us and, and like and, and leave us a, a comment. We can be happy to communicate with you on there. Remember, clarity and conciseness are keys to unlocking impactful communication. Until next time, communicate with clarity and make an, a positive impact on the world.